<sighs> Thank you for not recording that. I feel like we'd be on a list. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got my dough. <laughs> I finished mine already, so we're all hyped up. Like a spider monkey. <laughs> I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew. Oh. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of awkward intros. Is that how we're starting this one? I guess Apparently. So. It's been recording. Ooh, what makes me. you moan more? Hey, Big Willie. Big Willie. Baby. Free Willie. Free Willie. <laughs> Submarine. Yeah, free Willie. Oh, God. Oh, God. The memes have been so fucking beautiful. I love how Americans have come together to make right fun now. of dying billionaires. It this makes is, me so fucking happy. This will, this happy. will be uh, so topical a week and a half from now. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, I know. I want it on record. Yeah. Eat the fucking rich. <laughs> My favorite thing on um on TikTok was, uh, what's her name? Kavatica. She uh, did a video response to a uh, comment on one of her videos that the comment was just, we all died in a homemade submarine. <laughs> a homemade submarine. <laughs> nice i'll go on record to say i feel bad for the 19 year old fuck everyone else they're a bunch of idiots i uh you know what fuck him too i don't care (laughs) fuck your kids i don't care about your kids (laughs) not a kid he's 19 years old that's fair he could have decided not to go on that janky fucking sub he's an adult (laughs) legally apparently he was kind of like coerced to go because it was a father's day thing wow well great I like the guy that was at the Blink One Eighty Two concert. That was oh cool. god, that, that kid is just amazing. Or the outside one. of also the the, uh, the racist rants afterwards, but oh, you know, I know yeah. yeah, I don't oh, know. I like, all right, I will say racist. He was not. He used a word because he thinks he's that guy. I don't know if you're catching what I'm throwing. No, uh, nobody's that, that guy. Yeah. No, I don't know what that guy is. I was, I was just hoping a TikTok would have popped up when like Miss You came on. He was like, "This goes to my family on the sun." <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Don't waste your time on me. <sighs> Perfect. I'm already imploded in a submarine. Yeah. Imploded, imploded. Anyway, yeah. Big Willie so, weekend. Here we are. So on that, Big Willie. Yeah. Big Willie. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't know if you guys intended to cold open with the uh, with my impressions of the movie from last week, but uh, this movie may <laughs> end up being my Emile Zola, and uh, oh. we'll, kinda, we'll get there eventually. Nope. We're doing it now. We'll do it now. I, I, Let's I haven't do watched it, it yet. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. okay. That's what I mean. Like, or was Slow it your roll. Or was it uh, something else? Basically, it took me forever to finally watch it. Oh, that was the uh, one that Trav Zigfield. joined us for. Zigfield. 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 That's it. So that's it's going to be that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. appreciate I, you letting I, I me cover it. that for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I believe that was the first episode I was ever on, too. Yeah, so, I believe so. Know, nice. it was. You're like, Somehow uh, I ended up podcast. coming back. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, slurp that thing up, Paul. Oh yeah, That's so good. I gotta get all the chocolate <laughs> chips. They all float to the bottom. Yeah. Oh, that's, they all float the down here. That's right. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, you know what Friday night is for. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. it references. It references. Yeah. So, uh, you guys feel thoroughly introed? Sure. I feel thoroughly introed. Well, let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about it. Hello, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. And it's your boy, Trav. What was that? <laughs> you got to give us a warning, man. I don't know. <laughs> he even he had is... like the shoulder thing, too. He gets hopped up on Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> and we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsley Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film or we watching this week, Zach. As we said in the intro, we're off the best original screen play, play and we're on <laughs> Big Willie Weekend. 
where we're watching After Earth. The stodgy Smith boys get lost in the wiki wiki wild wild wilderness on an abandoned future Earth. All right. This is everybody's first time seeing wiki wiki After Earth. Yes. It is actually. Yeah. That's weird. No, for me. Weird. I saw this in theaters. (laughs) I think because of people like you that saw this in theaters, I held off. I'm pretty sure I saw this on video, but. Video. Yeah, it's one of those ones that just I everybody said it was bad, so I didn't waste my time. But here we are now. Entertain us. <laughs> you know, with the lights out, it's less dangerous. That's what they say. Unless you're imploding on a submarine, I think. Duh. Smash. <sighs> um well, uh no awards breakdown, but I do have a breakdown. Mental? No. A golden raspberries breakdown. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Razzy roundup. <laughs> um here's the mail and never fails. Makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, oh, I wanna mail. Yeah. Letter received from the golden raspberries. <laughs> okay. Uh, I only had the 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 nominations. I didn't mm. have the winners. Uh-huh. That's the most important part, Paul. Do you have the winners now? I do have the winners now. Would you Success. like to hear them? I would. I would. Okay. Well, it is <clears throat> the 34th Golden Raspberry Awards. And after Afterbird. I got Zach's verbal diarrhea all of a sudden. Okay. After Earth is nominated for Worst Picture, which it loses to Movie 43. Mm. Ooh, that's a stiff competition. I want to say tough break, but yeah, no, that uh, that movie's fucking terrible. Ooh, it is. That's the like worst. force in there. Freddy got fingered bad. <laughs> yeah. Except Freddy got fingered is great. No. <laughs> uh, After Earth is nominated for worst director for M Night Shyamalan, and it loses to. Movie 43, giving Elizabeth Banks, Steve Brill, Steve Carr, Rusty Cundiff, James Duffy, Griffin Dunn, Peter Fairley, Patrick Forsberg, Will Graham, James Gunn, Bob Odenkirk, Brett Ratner, and Jonathan Van Tolkien Razzie Awards. That's amazing. A whole bunch of people that basically got blackmailed into doing the fucking movie. Pretty much. That Peter Fairley. He's a terrible yeah. director, so he just yeah. belongs there. <laughs> That's fair. All right. And a win that I do not agree with, because you should not nominate children. Jaden Smith wins worst actor. Uh, I... Is he a child? We... I'm still a teenager. Are you, Are you sure? Go more into that. I'm pretty lady. sure he's 18 at this point. When the award comes out or when the film's being made? Or, yeah, let's see. He was born in 1998. This movie comes out in 2014. He is not. He's 16. He's 16. Yeah. He is a child. Right, fair enough. But something apparently they're not going to do anymore since this yes, past year. They, so. Which they should not have been doing in the first place. Yes. And I have <laughs> been took on them this. all the way till 2023 to say we are not going to nominate children and shit on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will Smith wins. We're supporting actor. I don't agree with that. We'll get I would like to know who this. he's up against. Okay, he is up against Chris Brown in Battle of the Year. Larry the Cable Guy yes. in a Medea Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. Taylor Lautner and Nick Swartzen for Grown Ups 2. Nick Swartzen wow. also uh, nominated for A Haunted House. That's a that's a chunky shit milkshake. Lord, uh, that was graphic. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, uh, when I don't agree with Jaden and Will Smith win Worst Screen Combo. Uh, beating the entire cast of movie 43. Yeah, that's so, no, no. And uh, Shyamalan, Gary Whitta, and Will Smith, who gets a story credit for After Earth, get nominated for Worst Screenplay, but lose to Steve Baker, Ricky Blitt, Will Carlo, Tobias Carlson, Jacob Fleischer, Patrick Forsberg, Will Graham, James Gunn, Klaus Kellstrom, Jack Kuda, Bob Odenkirk, Bill O'Malley, Matthew Alec Portnoy, <laughs> Greg Pritkin, Pritkin, Rocky Russo, Ole Sari, Elizabeth Wright Shapiro, Jeremy Soskino, Jonathan Van Tolkien, Tolkien, goddamn, I can't read, and, and Jonas Wittenmark for Movie 43. Good lord. 
That's a Razzie Roundup. It's the very best. It's the rootness to this Roundup in the wild, 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 wild west. west. Wiki, wiki. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this movie. Hmm. This is not a good movie. No. And that's okay. <laughs> the acting in this movie, pretty wooden on all parts, and that's okay. I disagree. What's not okay is what was that fucking accent that everybody was doing? Well, okay. Weird, like, South African accent. Was South, it? Like, South is that African what they were going for? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what it sounded like. Because it sounds like Jaden at one point screwed it up and M. Night was like, hey, guys, let's all do that. Also, you know, I completely forgot M. Night directed this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. That's because that's it really doesn't have the intangibles that an M. Night film has as far as direction. Like, it just sure. doesn't look like an M. Night and film. And they, like, didn't even promote him, really, with when they were advertising the film. Well, they didn't need to. They had you know, Will Smith. Shmios. The The thing is, I there there's a lot of problems with this movie of shit that just doesn't make a single fucking lick of sense. Like, who engineers... A weapon that can't fucking see you, right? When you okay, they engineer it to smell your fear. They, why, why make it blind? Why not have both? I mean, if yeah, you're engineering they, it, and they don't explain if it like, oh, they had an accident and made it lose its sight. <laughs> but and, and then were they shooting for a hopeful franchise with just even adding that into it? Oh, it's supposed yeah. to be a trilogy or something. Oh, oh really? And there are yeah. books or something like. There are books, and I want to read them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Jonathan, you got more to say at this point? I feel like we're going to get to some of the points that I have later. So I'm. A, let's go and give our overall, everybody. So, Zach, <laughs> what did you think? So, like I said, it, it's been almost 10 years now that I've just heard how horrible this movie is. And watching it. My initial thoughts are going in with the low expectations. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be as far as like total shit. Um, there's an okay concept here. There's even an okay plot. But the the writing, the dialogue is so bad. The the acting, you know, Paul has said before, you know, that an accent doesn't necessarily ruin a movie. Accents that are inconsistent ruin movies for me because that's obvious bad acting like to me like if you can't keep the same accent through the whole it's like prince of tights could have been a decent movie if he'd have just kept the english accent <laughs> i don't know but th those are my initial thoughts all right trev pause initial like thoughts yeah no nah, this movie sucks for sure um it's nowhere near as bad as people make it out to be people really talk about this film like it's one of the worst like films that they've ever seen and it's not that terrible i think will smith's great in this film personally i think will smith is carrying this film i think he does a good job of his character of being that stern military type dad um and again i know Jaden's a kid but Jaden sucks he's not a good actor he's never been a good actor i don't agree um, with that and yeah, I think everything he does sucks. I like his music though. I mean, I'd be, I'd be jamming out with his music. He's a good rapper, but yeah, Jaden Smith is just not a good actor. And, and yeah, the, uh, there's a cool story here, but man, they fucking miss it completely. Like the whole fear, smell your fear thing is so fucking stupid. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Mr. Workman. Yeah, Paul. I was I was trying to when this this came out May. Yeah, I think May. Okay. I was trying to see if I had written anything about it on my blog at the time, but uh apparently it didn't. Also uh I went and looked up my bottom 20 of uh, 2013. So I was wrong. It's 2013. So he was only 15 when this movie came out. Mm -hmm. So he's probably 14 when the movie was filmed. Don't nominate children um, for Razzies. So anyway, uh, I was I was curious to see if I had this in my bottom 20. Apparently, I didn't. I know I watched it this year, so I, I was shocked to find that. Uh, but here are the 20 films I thought were worse than this movie in 2013. Okay. Apparently. The Heat, which 
I want to go revisit. I think I didn't give that film a fair shake. Hold on, with Melissa McCarthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie sucks ass. You gave Com- it a fair shake. Comedic genius, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> um, 21 if and directed 0. well. And she usually is by Paul Feig, which is why I want to give The Heat a, a second shake. Sure. Uh, 21 and 0. Stoker, uh, which shocks me because I love Chan, uh, Chan Wook Park. So I'll recheck that out. Uh, Scary Movie 5. Grown Ups 2. We're the Millers, a film called I Give It a Year. I don't remember what this movie is. Apparently, I really hated it, though. Uh, The Lone Ranger. (laughs) The Starving Games, which is a uh, Hunger Games parody by by the We're the Spartans guys. Oh, God. The Mortal Instruments City of Bones. Oh. I think I saw that, but I don't remember anything about it. Books are really good, though. I hear the books are good. Books are good. Uh, a resurrection, aftershock, the Hangover Part Three. Uh, the, no surprise here. Michael Bay's Pain and Gain, uh, Breaking the Girls, The Lost Medallion, The Adventures of Billy Stone, <laughs> uh, A Haunted House, uh, Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> Good title though. Apparently, I watched a movie called Inappropriate Comedy. Uh. And uh, surprise to no one, the worst film of 2013 I put was movie 43. Yeah. So those are the 20 films, at least 20 films I thought were worse than this film. And rewatching it now, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's the most inoffensive film I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is happening on this screen where I'm like, this is horrendous. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Except Jane Smith's accent. It's. It's atrocious. so bad. It's mm-hmm. he, unfortunately, is not good in this movie and should not be yeah. carrying it. Right. Yep. And I'll I'll say this about Jaden Smith before we move on. He didn't want to be an actor, so I don't even right. blame. Yeah, yeah, that's I yeah. don't even blame this say. on him. Right. Yeah. He the was kind is, of forced into it, and he's mostly done acting. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I, the Karate Kid. I thought he was okay in Karate Kid. I thought I thought he, I I thought he was okay. of happiness, I, like the, you know, as I haven't seen it. The Karate, Karate Kid? Kid, yeah, really, <clears throat> it's fine. It's good. I, I, yeah, barely... it's fine. It's, yeah, it's fine. What it is. It's I, fine. Like, I, I think it's better than this movie. Yeah. Um, I think he's he he does as well as he can, and I think he did okay. I, I, I'd give it a shake. Jackie Chan, though, in that movie. Jesus fucking Christ is so good. My my biggest problem is I barely like the original Karate Kid. I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to see a remake on it. I wasn't even going to watch Cobra Kai until it hit Netflix. And then I was kind of like, all right, fine. I'll check this out. And the Cobra Kai just turns out to fucking rule. So <laughs> I still need to watch that. It's phenomenal. And I can't wait for the final season. Sure. But yeah, I just, this movie is mostly whatever i i think the creature looks really cool yeah it's it's gorgeous in a lot of ways it's got really good uh i'd say pretty good cinematography from the peter sushitsky so how you say Mm -hmm. he was cinematographer from empire strikes back and a lot of cronenberg it's it's a good looking film it's just i I, I completely disagree with Trav and Will Smith being good in this movie. I blame the I th- writing I, mostly. I, well, the thing is, I think it's <sighs> there's a difference between stoic and nothing. He he just does nothing. He doesn't have to. That's the character. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame I, him for that. I, so, I just don't see work being done. So I find it interesting because like metatextually and pretty much Textually, this film is about Will Smith passing his baton on to Jaden. Right. And Will Smith, one of the most charismatic actors ever. Like, the man is a movie star for a reason. He, yes. he just oozes charisma the moment he steps on screen. It's like, I'm going to play this character who doesn't touch his emotions, and I'm going to let Jaden shine in this movie. So he he's going to get to do all the the heavy lifting. Sabotage! So, so, Will Smith, who you go see a movie for, his superstar persona, his his movie star persona, being Will Smith, is just not Will Smith at all in this film. And it's very, very, like, 
you you just get whiplash from it. Yeah. I think uh some of the scenes where you know he's alone in the ship and he's hurt badly and like once they like lose communication there's some there's some good scenes there like when he starts crying but you know uh but the dialogue is so bad you know like him sitting there and rubbing his face going good boy good boy i mean <laughs> it ruins any kind of emotion that he's finally putting into the role yep and oh god so my mm. my favorite line of the film from him especially is when he does the uh he does the journal entry to his wife <laughs> and all he can manage to say is i've lost contact with our son and he feels yeah. such shame from that that he can't continue talking i think that's a really well played moment mm. other than that but, i yeah there there's very little that i could point to will smith and say this is <laughs> this is a phenomenal performance. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad performance. I just, again, you want Will Smith to be charismatic and he has no charisma in this film. I feel like you guys are answering why he's so good in this film because fair. he can do anything. And Will Smith has his fair share of problems, you know, outside of this stuff. But as an actor, I think Will Smith is top 50 greatest actors of all time. He can literally play any role that is asked of him at any moment, any time since day one, he started acting. And this is what I mean. We come in here, you expect to see Will Smith and you don't get fucking Will Smith. You get an emotionless guy that honestly, when you pointed out the thing about the wife, I felt like he felt shame because it wasn't like he lost communications with his son. It's like he lost communications with his, um, what's the word? Like people that work under you. Yeah. Uh, subordinates. subordinates. Yeah, subordinate. You know what I mean? Like he failed his mission type stuff. Not necessarily yeah. it having anything to do with his son. And then kind of you get something from him at the end. But yeah. And again, this, this script is bad. Let's not yeah. Oh, yeah. get past that. This script is yeah. bad. Now, that's also on Will Smith because... He signed off on this. I mean, he has the power to be like, this script sucks. We're not rolling with this. Yeah. And he handpicked, like, the writer he handpicked and Shyamalan everybody. to direct. Yeah, I mean, so. pretty much he handpicked everybody. Like, mm -hmm. director, cinematographer, how the story was. He, quote, unquote, came up with the story. I don't know how true that is. But he chose the playwriters, like... This is on Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, another, like, I just think of scenes with bad dialogue, like the whole, the whole idea of, uh, Katai getting swooped up by that bird and then like protecting mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. eggs and stuff. Right, yeah, um, yeah. like, okay. And then the bird protecting him in the end because he tried to protect her, the babies. God, damn, but <laughs> ruin everything. <laughs> But and then for the bird just to like be dying and him just go like, hey, thanks. Like, <laughs> is that literally what he says? Hey, well, thanks. OK, so like, so but that was before he realized that it was dead. Yeah. And then you saw he like moved its head and then you're just like, oh, poor yeah. little eagle. Like, I should have taken him to Mount Doom because there yeah. was a fucking Mount Doom in the goddamn movie. <laughs> but no, I, do, yeah. I don't know, man, it's. It's it's okay, like you guys said. It's it's just it's just okay. Yeah, yeah. it's a good looking sci-fi film, but it's not great. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah. it's worth a watch, and then you move on with your life. That's how I feel about this movie. I, I I don't even know if I would go as far to say it's worth the watch. I'd say everyone should see this at least once to yeah. make up their own mind about it. Right, as, like, as you should with all, and it's but, not going to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's also not going to hurt you if you give it a pass. I, I'm almost we're missing a cultural moment at all. I'm almost I, disappointed that it's not worse and that it was like, <laughs> I would have liked it better if it was. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I actually it, agree with that. I, I, and I agree too. I honestly think it's people only really, really shit on it because of who's directing it and who's starring in it. And how much it didn't live up to the expectations of yeah, hundred million dollars on they marketing. truly expected this to launch an IP. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. it just it's a colossal fail. But, but I mean, but that's the thing, like, like but people are acting like they spent $200 million on it and they only made $10 million. You know what I mean? Like this thing still kind of broke it even. Like broke. it's not like Honestly, this big financial yeah. flop that ruined a studio. But the thing right. is, I think it's worse to give us a meh. I, I, th- I think you either need to give us like, go, go, go big with that kind of money. Like make it fucking bombastic. Even if it's bad, it ends up a starship troopers. Like, but to give us a movie that, as we all said, is okay, I think that's worse. I think I, you're not trying at that point. You're not trying to make something happen, and it's just you're just given a movie that really just kind of feels like a father son project that too much money got thrown at. It 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 just kind of reeks of hubris, yeah. and I I'm bothered by that a little bit. And I think, you know, Shyamalan's always going to be a kind of competent director, even if the movie's not very good. I don't know necessarily that I agree with him being nominated for a worst director because. No, I agree. But I, I don't know. But you, I guess you have to put a bit of the uh, performances on that, too, because he's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to think this is this is Shyamalan still in his loss in the wilderness phase, as I like to call it. Yeah. Right after Airbender. Well. I was going to say, I know this is Big Willie Weekend, but I wanted to spend five minutes on M. Night and say I feel bad for M. Night at this point in his career because I don't know if he's necessarily lost in the kind of movie he wants to do. I think he's lost in the sense of the movies that he's being forced to do and, and still and make that, a living as a director. That's that's why I call this his loss in the wilderness period, because he's he's gotten away at this is the film. I, I, all right, let, let me get all my thoughts together right now. Yeah. Jonathan, you said skip this movie because you're not missing a cultural moment. You are missing a cultural moment if you don't see this movie because it's the film that pretty much breaks M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, like, so, yeah, let's let's look at his 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 oeuvre in the, the overall sense. I fucking love that word. It's such a good word. So he makes Ursa. a couple... All right, so he has his pre-Sixth Sense era, which is Praying with Anger, uh, which is a very personal film to him, uh, and I haven't seen but heard is okay for like a director who got to spend like $500,000 on a movie. Um, and then Wide Awake, which is him doing a early 90s uh, sorry, family comedy in the late 90s. My computers decided to like do like six things at once. All of a sudden, I don't understand what's going on. Oh, it's the senses. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he, speaking of the senses, then there's the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. So this starts Shyamalan. This starts the director that we all know. Right. Oh my god! What the fuck is my computer doing? <laughs> Blipply bloop, blop 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 bloop. Fill in the spot with a big old scoop. Ice cream on your face. Makes you want to dance and go to outer space. Okay, there we go. Can, can, I miss the keyboard. <laughs> I, I get too crazy with the keyboard. All right, so six sets. Mm-hmm. Brings in Shaman as we know him. Gets him nominated for a couple of Oscars. Uh, pushes him into the mainstream. It's one of the films from 1999 that literally changes the face of cinema for decades to come. Yeah. So he follows that with Unbreakable, which is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Follows that with Signs, which is great. Follows it with Village, which I think is great, but starts dividing people on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like we were all still firmly in his corner on Signs. <clears throat> and the Village drops. And some people really love it. Some I people really yeah. don't. I love, I love, I love the, the Village. village. I think it's Me amazing. Too. And then Lady in the Water <clears throat> comes out. I like that's not a good movie. It's I a good like movie. that movie. It's not a good movie. It's that it doesn't have to be. It's I like. What do you it. mean it doesn't have to be? Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I'm glad you enjoyed that movie. I think that movie's fine. It's a little lost in itself, and in yeah. that Shyamalan cast himself as the most important writer in the entire world. Uh, I feel um, like you, yeah. Like uh, I think that adds to the charm. It's 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 charming, <laughs> but man, that ending is bad. Yeah, so bad with with the capital trash. Yeah, um, I agree. 
I still haven't seen it. <laughs> watch it. Seriously. No, it, it's, I need to watch that copy, movie. I have a I, copy of it. It's worth a watch. <laughs> it's goofy I, as fuck. I say watch that movie. Good. Should I do mushrooms first? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you should always do mushrooms. I mean, so, the... so the response to Lady in the Water, I feel like, is the beginning of his Sorry. wilderness era. Okay. And the happening comes out. He's like, all right, well, here you go. Is this what you want from me? Here's here's a rated R film with Marky Mark playing a scientist. <laughs> and he's married to Zoe Deschanel, because that all makes sense. And everyone's like, no, that's that's not really what we want. So he's like, fine, I'm going to go into big budget filmmaking. And he does The Last Airbender. Because... It feels like the kind of thing where, like, his kids maybe watch the show, and he thinks this is what people want from him. Which that that mm. I no, have no, never no. no, I have never blamed Shyamalan for that movie. Yeah. Oh that, no, no, he that deserves a lot of blame on that movie. That is an IP that you know is going to be nothing but notes and mm-hmm. nothing but studios jumping in, going, "No, we need to do this. We need to do this." But but what's so weird is that the studio that's firmly behind it is Paramount which owns Nickelodeon and it's a Nickelodeon property. How did this go so wrong? What yeah. notes made him rename the na- main character of the fucking show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Sorry. Yep. You don't go through like whoever you three to five months of shooting going. No, they're calling him the right name and they're not. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you, whoever you blame, that movie is as bad as people say. That movie is terrible. Yeah. Actually, it's it's, it's worse than what people say. <laughs> Probably, and yeah. I don't, I don't know where that film went wrong. And I think literally everyone shares the blame equally. And Shyamalan might not be the only fucking finger in the pie, but he he deserves some blame. Mm. That and that's fair. That's fair. I he is not blameless in that. So again. That comes out and everyone hates it. It's one of those moments where the fans of the show turn on him and everyone turns on him. So then he's like, okay, well, I'll do a safe bet and I'll do a big budget film with the biggest star in the world. And he does after her. And again, it's not what people want from him. So M. Night Shyamalan takes the failure of this film. And again, it broke even. So it's not like a colossal flop. But it is not looked at positively. It's not right. talked about positively. Well, I was going to say, so Last Airbender is not wanted. a flop neither. Like, yeah. So the man's not losing studios money neither at this point. At anything, yeah, he's breaking is, even. Which, which is why, which is why he can move from Last Airbender into After Earth because right. the people and the business people don't give a shit if people don't like Last Airbender. They just don't. But it's also why it takes him a few more years to get there. Because uh, you see, like, consistently, is like 99, 2000, 2002, 4, 6, 8, 10, and then there's the 10 to 13 gap. Mm. But he takes he takes the fact that nobody wants to see Shyamalan doing these big budget films with, with loved IP or the biggest star in the world. And he says, well, fine, fuck it. If you don't want to see me doing big budget films, I'm betting on myself. And he pays for the visit with his own money. Mm-hmm. He he funds that himself. Not he doesn't use anybody else to do it. He just gets Universal to put it out, and it pretty much pulls him out of the wilderness and into Shyamalan as he stands today. Which love or hate his films, I think he's a, a very honest director. I think he's doing the films he wants to do and he's interested in doing, and he's doing them at such a low level that he's getting to do them the way he wants to do them. Mm. And I think the visit split glass and old are all phenomenal. Uh, I agree. I could so take or leave knock the at the cabin. Yeah, knock at the cabin again. Take I, or leave it. The visit, the visit's not like this beacon in the darkness or anything, but it's a it's a nice low budget horror found footage horror film that has that has a, a twist that you coming from a mile away but at the same time it's still interesting and Shyamalan creates images in that film that I still think about 
eight years later. <laughs> I was, was going to say he has shock value moments in there without actually showing you your imagination does the rest of it. And that's where M, M. Night always shines at giving you just enough to let your imagination take you the rest of the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 the uh, it's the Jaws effect. And I I love M. Night Shyamalan and I always have. And even in the years where he's lost in the wilderness, I kept waiting for him to come back. And when I went and saw the visit, the he theater, kept the light on for him. Yep. I, and I, and <laughs> old Paul Workman Motel Six. That's right. I'm Tom Bodet. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, don't tell me. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was really happy when I went and saw the visit that that he was able to find his way back to being the director he wanted to be. Yeah. M night. M night come home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that M night breakdown. I really do. That was good. Thank you. I, I I went on this tangent the other day, so I, I was kind of prepared for it too. Uh, well, and again, if you haven't seen Servant yet, which you're I, missing I do out. need to see Servant. Huh? I do need to see Servant. I mean, and I don't mean you're missing out. Personally, I just mean you in general. You're missing out on M. Night really doing, again, the kind of show that he wants to do. And just like The Visit, it relies on incredible casting, really good writing, weird camera work, and letting your imagination take you the rest of the way. And Hmm. yeah, check out Servant. It just wrapped up four seasons. It's a great show. I can't stress enough. All right. Well, does anybody have any additional notes on After Earth? Um, I saw one brief review that called it an uh, infomercial for mindf- mindfulness, which was nice. You know, put your <laughs> knee, ground yourself, center your yeah, thoughts. <laughs> I could see that. Um, yeah, actually, you know, at that moment, at the when he gets to the tail. And he's just kind of freaking out and everything like that. And he's just kind of like not able to talk to him. I liked that moment. I felt like that's when you got the best out of the both of them. When he's just like taking knee and you see him take that knee and you're just like, all right, he's starting to believe. Like, I don't know. I just kind of like that. And I'll say this one negative thing about Will Smith. If you've heard them tell stories about how they've treated Jaden Smith between Karate Kid and After Earth. It's borderline fucking child abuse that Mm. they put this kid through. I mean, especially on Karate Kid. I mean, they're literally stepping on him and making him do push-ups. You know what I mean? And this he's like 10, bro. You know what I mean? The the way this kid has been treated is borderline child abuse on. So these are not proud father moments for Will Smith. So what you're saying (laughs) is Will Smith does not deserve this big Toblerone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, not even a little. Uh, another show that Jaden Smith is absolutely terrible in, but God <laughs> bless him because I love Jaden Smith as a human being in stuff. But by yep. God, he's just a horrible actor. I mean, and it just is what it is. I'm not shitting on him as a child. I'm just calling it like it is, and he's yeah. not good. Was he in the Get Down? I don't even know what it, the last thing I saw him when was um the movie with Kara. Devine or whatever her name is, and she's god awful too. Let's just get that out there. <laughs> As an actress, she's god awfully terrible. As we go on, yeah, he yeah, was, was in the get down. Yep, he was in the get down. I liked him in the get down. I don't even know what's the. I get need to watch. Down. Is that that movie about the? It's a TV show. It's oh, on that Netflix. Show. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's about pretty much the birth of hip hop. Oh yeah, in the okay. late seventies. Um, yeah, I do remember and, that show. And he's not in it a lot, but he's good in the the time that he's on screen. Nice. Like it was it was one of those moments I saw him in that show, and I was like, oh, okay, let's see where this goes. And he pretty much quit quit acting after that. I was like, okay, I guess that's where it went. Um. All right. So there are books. We we talked about them. There are oh, books. Right. Right. I want to go over. I think these. a graphic novel too. Right. Probably. Uh. All right. So there's a book called After Earth Innocence. Uh, again, Bible, that's right? a fire title. I'm with it. Yeah, and it's yeah. So it this is the prequel comic book. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is a prequel comic book, and uh, it was written by Michael Jan Friedman and Robert 
Greenberger and illustrated by Benita LaBelle. Uh, I'm interested. I want to, I want to check this out. And this comes out before the movie in November 14th, 2012. Uh, you, after earth United Ranger Corps survival manual, an illustrated manual that comes out with the movie. That sounds fire to me. Yeah. Also I like written, those tie in type things. Yeah. yeah also too. written by Robert Greenberger. So, so we got consistency in the lore here. So, right. uh, uh, After Earth, a perfect beast, a prequel novel uh, written by Michael Jan Friedman, Robert Greenberger, and Peter David. Oh, so who, again with the consistency. Yeah, and Peter David's a really good comic book writer. So I'm interested to see how that turns out. Uh, and this one's set nearly 600 years after humanity finds and colonizes the planet Nova Prime. Okay. Uh, 300 years after the last Skrell attack and the Rangers are in danger of being disbanded. Skrell! Uh, all right. So after Earth, Katai's journal, which is uh, a young reader's book by Christine Paimani and mm -hmm. illustrated by Jason A. Katzenstein. So okay. that comes out around the same time as the movie oh and the uh the prequel book come came out like a couple weeks before the movie and then there's the uh the official novelization again by peter david yeah who if i'm not mistaken did the, the dark tower comic book series which was really good i'll i'll, I'll give this i'll say if uh there's a novelization of a decent concept and an okay plot i'd i would if i ever had you know i mean a good uh, writer could uh, yeah Probably Absolutely. like, and a lot of times these novelizations, they add things that were maybe taken out of the movie or yeah, add right, things yeah. that were that kind of bridge gaps. So mm. like any kind of like plot inconsistencies he could fix. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. And again, Peter David's a real good writer. He wrote fucking incredible Hulk for like 12 years. So check that out. All right. Well, Let's get into our Oscar worsties. What did I say? You said Oscar worsties. Guys, I'm so tired. <laughs> I understand. Our worstie judgments. Oh, it's funny. Man. Whenever you make the mistake, you do say Oscar worsties. So at do least I? you're consistent with that. Well, welcome to the Oscar worsties. Yes. Let's get into our worstie judgments. And Trav. Hmm. Does this movie deserve anything? No, it doesn't deserve anything. I don't think it's M. Night's worst film, and I don't think it's Will Smith's worst film. So, but it's not their best work neither. So, to me, you know, I mean, it's very, it's just, it's there. It's me. It's, but it's, I think this movie is more pivotal to M. Night's career. And maybe this film is more pivotal to Will Smith's personal life than for each of them respectively. So. You know, I, I should have said, is this the best uh, Big Willie weekend? Mm. No. 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 Is it the worst Big Willie weekend? Maybe so far. Yeah, maybe definitely. Better than Bagger Vance. <laughs> well, Zach, is this the best Big Willie weekend? No. 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 Even from what we covered, it's definitely... Inferior to Men in Black, and I still have a s tiny soft spot for Bagger Vance. So I guess this t turns out is the worst Big Willie weekend that we've covered. Um, I you know I I gave it two and a half stars. I think it's a, just a middle oh, fluff. Hmm. Oh, you get it. Log it. Yeah, two and a half middle pack just exists. I don't think it should have won any Razzies. I was okay, okay with. Uh, nomination or two but not definitely for writing i um, forgot i ranked it two and a half too zach hooray but yeah definitely don't nominate children um so yeah jonathan uh no it's not the best it's not even a big willy weekend movie that's what makes it sad like if they'd have put it in that time slot they had or you know, i might have done something better but no um it's like you guys said it's me it's in and honestly I, I hate a meh movie more than I do a bad movie. Uh, but, yeah, it had potential. I just don't think it had potential for any sort of franchise or anything like that at all. 
I think as a sci-fi movie, it was middling as a survival movie. It was middling. I think as a father son movie, it was bad. So uh, yeah. I mean, no, we just you don't, don't want... want to be in the father and son movie. I mean, <laughs> you don't want Katai ghost protocol. Yes. No, no, it, it just, yeah. There's just no characters in this film I was rooting for. So I yeah. was rooting for that eagle. Paul. Yes, does this movie deserve best Big Billy weekend? I don't think it deserves best because I mean unfortunately we covered Men in Black. Yeah. Said it, we've done Men in Black, we did Bagger Vance, we did this, that was it. And so far, yeah. That's it. Uh yeah, so unfortunately we've covered Men in Black, which is the fucking best. That movie rules. I was uh, reminded of the Men in Black cartoon, and that intro goes hard. In the paint. Go back and watch it, and it it it's so good. I will have to check that out. Ooh. Um, and it it is the worst, or rather, it would be if Legend of Bagger Vance didn't exist because that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> that movie is so fucking terrible. I hate that movie. I hate it. I gave this movie two stars. I gave that movie one star. And I had to go back and make sure that I ranked it uh, worse than this. And I did. So I'm, uh, I'm consistent in the way I feel about things. Because Bagger Vance is such a terrible, awful, goddamn fucking waste of time. And any <sighs> there's nothing good about that film. Except Will Smith. And if you take his performance from that film and put it in this film... I think this film immediately gets another star from me. Just playing back, yeah. like like entering Bagger Vance, like we talked yeah, about. Yeah, as, yeah. as playing, you, the character Bagger Vance shows up in this movie, <laughs> and he's like, well, Jaden Smith, let me show you how to fight this thing. <laughs> and he picks up some grass, and he throws it in the air, and lets, yeah. it, lets the wind take it. Um, wonderful. Just immediately better. Immediately better. <laughs> All right. Well, so I guess that kind of answered the second question. Then the uh, the worst Big Willie weekend from everyone, Trav. Yeah. Uh, what 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 is your worst of the three? Is it Bagger Vance for me? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I wasn't on that episode. It don't have to be. You just got to be you. Oh, I think I purposely didn't. Just didn't want to do that one. I don't know. Well, I, it, I don't I think, remember I who picked Manny, that movie, but I was like, I don't. God. We picked it as a group because we just kept bringing up Bagger Vance for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same reason we did this one because After Earth came up one too many times. But next year, bright, fucking bright. <sighs> next year, whoever gets King of the Podcast gets to pick with Big Willie Weekend. That's yes. so not fair. I'm never uh, gonna win. You're the one that came up with that idea. No, so what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Do better. Pick Oscars better. <laughs> Me. Pick Oscars better, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> no. <laughs> you Oscar liquor. Hey, he hit you with that brink. Uh, that brink. Do skate better. <laughs> Get good, nerd. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, uh, just to kind of go around the table, uh, Zach, you uh, worst was this the worst? It is really for me. I, I, whether or not it's right or good or even a, a good answer as a human being to say, I still have a little bit of enjoyment for Bagger Vance. <laughs> I it's, think it's the, the cinematography and the golf. Everyone's just... a little bit racist sometimes. <laughs> And, and I'm, I'm just going to copy you, Zach, on the same way I have. I also have some personal things. Like, my grandfather was a big fan of the movie, which, you know, makes sense. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I think of them, like I said, meh is, I think, worst. So, yeah, this is my worst. And Paul. He's in Bagger Vance, yeah. Yeah. But we, we, I know. I just want him to reiterate. Is this your worst Big Billy weekend? No, it's my, it's my number two because Bagger Vance is a steaming pile of elephant shit. A bigger number two. Mm. Way <laughs> bigger. Woo! Well, all right. Well, I think that's where we're going to call it. Trav, we appreciate you. Always. Well, where can we find you, sir? I'm on the Instagram, ZKAudio. I'm on the Twitter, TikToks, T-R-A-V-I-O-S-E-K, where I'm also on Letterbox ranking and rating my daily movie watches. And Paul, I'm going to need help with this title because I saw uh, the new... Um, what's it called? She- the violin movie, Shavir or whatever. Oh, uh, Chevalier. 
Chevalier. I I fucking hate the French language. It's so. <laughs> oh Jesus. my god. <laughs> but fucking that movie fucking rules, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, I saw it was on Hulu when we went to go watch. Yes, it's on Hulu. Watch the bear last night. Dude, it fucking rules. The score is off the chain. I don't know if those are actual songs that he composed, but regardless, holy fucking shit, dude. Like, the songs that this man composed, the ending song at the ending of the film that he fucking composes is so fucking fire. God damn, it's so fire. Watch this film. It is a real treat. Real treat. Yum. And what is it called again? Chevalier, past the Chevalier. Yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. uh, the just just think of your your favorite Wes Anderson short and mine, Hotel Chevalier. Yeah, you've seen Natalie Portman's bum. I think that's another reason why I hate Wes Anderson because his fucking top five films of all time are all fucking French films. <laughs> Don't they all just feel French? <laughs> Good God, Chevalier. God, I hate the fucking French language so much. <laughs> it is. So fucking, I don't even know the words. Probably because they're in French. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I got, now I can't stop singing. You better tell that brother. Pass the Chevalier. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can find me at Altorin underscore Occam at your Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, and on the letterbox where this week I finally watched the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so Paul, I think, uh, said how I felt about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It was just random. I was just like, you know what? Yeah. I haven't watched this yet. Let's put this on. And then I watched it. And I was like, can I have more, please? Yeah. Give me give me more just, shorts. <laughs> just yeah. just all of those. Like every oh, single one of them was so fucking good. And they're all so different and right. perfect and just... I just want the Color Brothers just randomly drop shorts from yes. the Buster Scruggs universe, <laughs> like randomly Absolutely. throughout the year. Just so much of that, and just it, it, it just it, it made me laugh, and and then it just the parts that made me cry, and then me going Liam Neeson, Jesus fucking Christ, dude! That scene with Liam Neeson and Harry Smelling, oh my god, holy fuck, mm. holy shit! The Tom oh. Waits one is yeah. incredible, yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that, uh, yeah, that was good. It was good times. Uh, Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name, where I'm going to be posting a uh, review for a film I finally got to watch this week with my children, courtesy of one Mr. Workman. We watched the Super Mario Brothers movie, finally. <laughs> and I'll... Liken it to After Earth. I went in with low expectations, so it wasn't as bad as I was expecting, but I still I gave that two and a half stars as well. I thought it was okay. I don't expect much story from a Mario movie, and there are moments that it genuinely felt like the video game, especially like with the side-scrolling stuff, that I thought, thought was cool. The needle drops were terrible, though, and terrible. my boys had fun, so that's all I cared about. See, that's the thing. Like Your kids loved the shit out of it, though, didn't they? Especially my eight-year-old. Uh, this so, movie was made for... This is... Like, usually I don't agree with, like, this movie is made for kids. This movie is made for... Like, no. This movie was 100% made for kids. Uh, we were not supposed to enjoy it. I'll say this about my kids enjoying this movie and me, me not. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funniest Fair. thing, though, my eight-year-old, as soon as, uh, you know, they get to the donkey... The Kong land or whatever uh -huh. and... and uh, Don take donkey on punch land. <laughs> and take on me starts playing he's like oh of course they have this song in the movie and i was like good job kid. you're eight <laughs> <laughs> and if you know it's already an overplayed song that that says something yeah. anyway so yeah that's me uh travel already said his thing so it's paul's turn is it is it it is wow paul where can we find you uh, you can find me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where just Tabby and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. You can follow me at Father the Fear uh, across the platforms of Twitter and uh, Letterboxd, where I am keeping a running tally of all the films that I watched. And I guess I got three <gasps> movies to talk about. Hey, because uh, did I see that one? Yeah, I got three movies to talk about because I went and saw three movies. 
Uh, when saw Elemental, the new Pixar film. Sure. It is everything Zach said about the Super Mario Brothers movie, except it's not the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is the worst film of the year. Uh, this film's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not as haphazard as Zootopia, but it's also not good in the central metaphor. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not better than Zootopia in right. the central metaphor, but it's not as haphazard with yeah. its mediocrity. I, I don't think I've ever not cared about seeing a Pixar movie as much as that movie. Yeah, there's nothing it, about the trailers that like excited me. It's cute. It's nice. Uh, uh, I would like for it to be a success so that uh, Pixar doesn't have a reason to start shipping their stuff off to Disney Plus and so mm-hmm. that they'll put money into more original stuff and so they don't stop focusing on uh, stories about people of color because the two leads are she's Asian and he's black because it's Mama Duathi. Um so uh, those three things are the kinds of things where if this movie bombs, Pixar will just be like, well, guess we'll just do sequels to send them straight to Disney Plus. They'll all star white people. Yeah. Or they're going to start doing Pixar live actions next. Oh, yeah. Or that. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so I just don't want those things to happen. And I think the movie's fine. I, I, I think it would probably play better on a big screen than it will on a small screen. So hmm. um, I went and saw The Blackening. Which rules. Awesome. It's so fucking funny. And in our screening, one of the characters at the beginning of the movie goes to the goes to the gas station in the the woody area that they're in. And there's a big lumbering redneck with one eye behind the counter. But he has one of those missing eyes where it looks like the the skin has grown over the eye socket right. uh-huh. because he's not had it for so long. And some dude in our theater just <laughs> Just shouts out, that dude's not missing an eye. He's missing an eye hole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hampton. You mentioned the trees next to the um, the gas station. I started thinking about, what is it, D on your leveling up off in the woods? Rebellious D. <laughs> yeah. What? He, he goes off into the woods or something. There was something on the, the podcast. The trees behind D's grandmother's house. Yeah. Oh, okay. That he's always talking about. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, tonight I went and saw one of the greatest films that's ever existed. Uh, a film that I know we're all going to uniformly love uh, because it's by the greatest director of our time, probably of the last 25 years. Definitely, probably the best director of the last 25 years. Yes, I'm talking about Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. It is a masterpiece it is a masteroid city hooray love this film so much uh me and leanne were just cackling over lines left and right as we were driving to get our cookout milkshakes mm. and, and what a night congratulations you two yeah we we had to, yeah uh, i i absolutely love that for you guys that y'all could leave and literally in my head i pictured y'all saying lines from the movie and chuckling get your milkshakes i absolutely love that for you guys (laughs) all i know is everything that i have seen about this movie has been wes anderson found out that he can make wes anderson movies so this is a wes anderson movie and i just went cool yeah not for me yeah, I told you. myself I, I, I'm not I gave the it. last one a chance I'm for being it. the most Wes Anderson movie, and I, I did not like it. So I, this one, I will just go have fun, enjoy. Not for me. It, I'm glad you go. enjoyed it. I, I'm glad I'm you're glad going to enjoy it, it too, yeah. Zach. And I, yeah, I see. It may not always be the case with every movie, but if he endorses a Wes Anderson movie, I know I'm going to like it too. Yeah, because uh, Wes Anderson's a vibe. And either you have the right vibe or you don't like movies. <laughs> like it, there's no in between. That's fine. If, if, if that is my definition, then that is my definition. I just wish that goddamn TikTok would stop forcing me to put shitty movies at number one. Fucking La La Land. Yeah, I don't, I don't like oranges on those things either. Yeah. It's mm. the worst movie ever made. Mm. It makes Legend of Bagger Vance look like a Wes Anderson film. 
Mm. Okay. There you go. I know that sentence was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I managed to offend everybody. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> on that note, let's get out of here. See ya. <laughs> let's do that. So blast off. Oh no, asteroid field. <laughs> So thank you, Trev, for getting us out of my nonsense <laughs> and for producing our show and for doing your own show, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, uh, a show that I do love. Um, and once my computer starts acting right for the first time tonight, I'll start reading off the rest of it, like thanking oh. Chad Ramsey for our most Wait. excellent theme song. Or Hold on. Oh, 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 there we go. Because there we go. Uh, yeah. Hey, Zach, what are we watching next week? Hi guys, it's Paul. Hey, Zach's here too. Uh, we just wanted to uh, break in after this announcement and say that uh, we will not be releasing this episode next week. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pause the Marie Louise. Skip a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah, we're we're gonna take a, a short hiatus because life has gotten in the way and scheduling conflicts have. Uh, risen that we did not foresee when we recorded the episode. Yeah, so we're going to take our time. We're going to do what we need to do because we're adults and you have to do that stuff sometimes. So and and we do this as a labor of love and we do it for free. So sorry. For free. Uh, so sorry for anybody who does keep up on the show. Yeah, we'll but be it's their back. their fault. They're not paying us. So yeah, pay you us. Can only, you can only blame yourself. <laughs> But we'll be back in a couple weeks, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll bring you another great episode, or at mm-hmm. least uh, the mediocre episodes that we normally do. It'll be awesome. <laughs> it will be awesome. And I'll let you know exactly why I think everybody who says Dial of Destiny is bad is wrong. Okay. Back to the show. But with that, oh, we've already thanked Trav, and now I'm going to rethink Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. Thanking Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarsPod and on Facebook at the Oscar the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Please oh. give us five stars because you know, Dad, I'd rather work with Mom. So, for Jonathan and Zach and Sophie Okinado and Zoe Kravitz who we didn't bring up once in this oh, review oh, yeah. we're sexist I oh. would like for you all to have a damn <laughs> I take that bitches 